Hey, you guys, welcome to the Main and Magic podcast, your pinned location for all things Disney. I'm your host, Dawn Brown, and this is episode number seven. Whether you're adventuring in the parks or at home via Disney Entertainment, I'm here to bring you the guests and info that'll pixie dust your experience, and we plan to pick up lots of new friends along the way. You can catch the links to our audio recordings on our website at mainandmagic.com and subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Just search for Main and Magic. You can also find us on Instagram at Main and Magic, and after the show, we invite you to join our community on Facebook to share your thoughts about each topic and to connect with other Disney fans. Well, just a few episodes in and we already had to do a two-parter. Katie returns to help me break down what's headed to Disney parks and experiences around the world in 2021 and beyond. And even with the year we all just experienced and the uncertainty surrounding many of Disney's plans, there is still so much to look forward to in the years ahead. So for part one of our very first two-parter, we're covering all that's new and coming soon to Walt Disney World. From the 50th anniversary celebration to new roller coasters, a park transformation, a galactic new resort, and even a new circus, Disney style, we cover everything headed to the most magical place on earth. So join us on the red car trolley as we take a ride to the crossroads of Maine and magic. everybody welcome to this episode of the main and magic podcast joining me once again is travel advisor from pictures and postcards travel katie fisher hey katie hi dawn how are you today i'm freaking awesome and ready to dive into one of yeah 2021 (laughs) probably one of the biggest topics we'll do this year just because there's so much information. Um, But yeah, we are going to be talking about what is coming to Disney parks and Disney experiences around the world in 2021 and going forward. Uh, So it's a huge topic. There's a lot of information to unpack. So we're just going to kind of go park by park and share the information that we know so far Um, so that you guys can start thinking about what you might want to do as far as your future Disney vacations. Okay, so we're just going to jump right in to Walt Disney World, because this is like, there's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. (laughs) Um, And I wanted to start with something kind of silly almost, which is the new entrance arch way. These kind of got unveiled, um, I guess, in the late summer. Uh, you know, Disney announced they're redoing the archway gates uh, that you drive under when you are coming onto park property. And the internet had a little bit of a meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> and at first, when I saw the picture, I was like, meh. I don't know if I like that, but actually, since I've gone back and looked at it, I think I like it better 
because it's like a little bit cleaner. They pulled out a few colors, you know, it's still like blue, white, like yellowy gold color, but it's not, you know, there's not like the purple and the red and like all these other colors. It's a little more clean looking. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, removed the castle from the top of the arch and replaced it just with extra flags. And they took down the Where Dreams Come True banner and replaced it with a banner that says the most magical place on earth. And that old archway, I mean, that was there for what, like a decade and a half? Yeah, I was there for a long time. It, so, I, I can remember. I spent there. Yeah, because didn't they unveil those like Year of a Million Dreams? I think about that. Or yeah, somewhere in there, maybe a hundred years. Of, I mean, some. It was a long. It was a long time ago. So, I think it was kind of ready for an update. And I think you know when I look go when I went back and looked at it, I was like, yeah, I like it. I'm into it. So, yeah. I think. I mean, the old one it had the Disney colors. You know, the red, the yellow, the colors that you see everywhere. But I like that the new banner and the new sign in general that it pulls the colors of the castle update into it. Yes. That was a big thing because people started noticing that the blue was looking iridescent. Yes. Yeah. I, so I like that they kind of make that all meshed together, if you will. And it's more, it makes the white pop a little bit more. It's just more simplified, but. I it like looks it. more sophisticated too. I feel like very, you yeah. know, but it's, it's kind of a nice way to, like the old one was a little more whimsical. This one's a little more sophisticated in, in right. the way that Disney can be sophisticated. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, that, so you'll see that as you're, you know, when you leave in the airport and your car, or your van, or however you're getting into property, um, you go under those arch, archways and you'll notice they look a little bit different. So, um, okay. Let's let's pop over to the Magic Kingdom and talk about Cinderella's Castle since you you led me right into it. Um, so of course, obviously they they finished painting it. it it's painted. Uh, that it was completely finished by the end of summer, um, just summer 2020. Um, they you know they had announced it earlier in 2020 that they were going to be doing it. Uh, as a makeover for the 70th anniversary of Cinderella. And when they released the initial photo, I didn't like it, but that photo was terrible. Did you see that photo? Like, yeah, it made the colors look terrible. I was like, oh my God, it's hideous. And then people started obviously going to the park and, and photographing it. And you could see like, the lighting in that photo that he released was just terrible. It made the pink look more orange and it just, it did not look good. (laughs) Amateur photographers on Instagram did a much better job representing what it actually looks like. But the, um, like Disney actually noted, you know, that the gold in the castle was going to be representing the 50th anniversary, which you know, in the wedding world, the traditional gift for your 50th wedding anniversary is gold. So that's how they're, which they, they did that for Disneyland 60th, right? It's the 60th yeah. is the diamond and they've called it the diamond celebration. So, but yeah. And like you said, the, the archway had that blue that they put on 
the turret, the turrets on the castle, which looks awesome. And it, it is iridescent. It's like yeah. changes color and different lighting. Yeah. I like the vividness of it. I think it's like, it, it makes it pop more, you know, it's, yeah, I, I'm thinking, like, when you're seeing it from down Main Street, the old yeah. castle versus what it is now, it's going to be, it, it's a lot more bright. The funny thing was, when I was reading about this, I I found this article on allears.net. Um, I, I love, I love allears.net, like, I was just going to say that. That's one of my favorite blogs to go to. It is. Um, and they're pretty accurate. Like, you can usually count on them for legit information. Um, but they had posted this photo. They they wrote this article, and I'm going to post it in the show notes. Um, and I'll probably share it in the group, too, actually, because it's too funny. They had posted these photos of numbers painted on the bricks on the castle, like, all different numbers. They were literally... Co- like numbers associated with a certain color of paint. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they were like paint by numbering the bricks on the castle. And it's, it's so funny because like it had to have been like that for at least days, which means that if you were a guest in the park, like you just have this picture of the castle in the background with numbers painted all over the side of it. But I thought that was really funny. Like, what a simplistic way and and also like just that it was out there for everyone to see right but i'm i'm excited about the i'm excited about the the paint job i think it looks really good i did want to say though just for anyone listening i mean it's kind of obvious but um just to keep in the back of your head that as even though we both love using allears.net to remember that it is a blog. So um, as accurate as they do make their information, sometimes it's opinions and not fact. True. Yep. So, you know, just keep that in mind when, you know, not everything you read on the internet is true. <laughs> That's my public service announcement. And we- <laughs> you are not wrong. <laughs> um. There are some less good, there are some less reliable Disney blogs, I will say. Oh. <laughs> if if I were to pick one blog to be very reliable, it would be allears.net, but we just have to keep in mind that sometimes things are opinion. Yeah. As is our, you know, what we say. So. Yeah, that's true. Anyway. The other thing, too, in Magic Kingdom here, of course, is, well, there's a bunch of rides we're going to talk about. But um, one thing that people were kind of upset about was that Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom ended. Yeah. I never did this. Did you? I have not. I've seen people do it. Um, I always wanted to. It was one of those, like, oh, next time we go to Magic Kingdom, we'll do that because that'll take up time. But, yeah, we never did it. I was kind of a little bummed about that. Because I'm always in for a good scavenger hunt, you know, which is, I mean, that's the one thing with, you know, hopping to Epcot for a second here, like the Food and Wine Festival and the Festival of the Arts is they always have a scavenger hunt around the world. And that is honestly one of my favorite things besides all the food and wine. 
but one of my favorite things to do for those is to go around the countries and try and find it. So I get why people were bummed about it, but in the same respect, Magic Kingdom is one of the biggest parts, and there's so much to do there that I kind of understand maybe why they took it away. Yeah, I, I, um, I was doing some, you know, kind of snooping around on the internet about why, and it sounds like there's no like definitive answer about why they ended it. Um, but so if anybody doesn't know what it is, it, it, to me, I didn't, I never really, really knew about it. Like I didn't, it just wasn't in my radar, I guess you could say. But basically you would go to, I think it was a fire station yep, and get a pack of cards. Uh, and I don't know how many was in a pack, maybe like 10. Um, and you would, you know, open up your pack of cards and then you use the cards at these, what would you call them? Kind of like an interface. Like they were these like little screens kind of hidden around the park. I mean, they were, you know, hidden in plain sight, I guess you could say. And you would like scan your card. I, I don't really know. It was a game. I, but I I was hearing, you know, in my research in the last couple of weeks that people were like, they, they would issue special packs of cards for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like various other events. And people would go to get those packs of cards. It became like a collector's thing too like it was one thing like to go play the game but it also became a collector's thing so um yeah but I couldn't I couldn't I can't find anything definitive online that says it like it may be replaced with something else uh but we don't know yet so but for the time being that has ended um so that's you know, not not a major attraction, but some people were really into that. And, you know, it was kind of a, especially people that were going every year, they were, you know, doing that with their kids probably. So yeah, it was almost like a real life Pokemon game. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, that's, that was the comparison that I kept reading. Okay, next up, we have the reimagining of Splash Mountain. Mm hmm. So Disney announced that they had already been working on this since sometime in 2019 and it's getting reimagined at Walt Disney World and Disneyland. So, and they're changing it over to a princess and the frog theme, which I am legit excited about because I freaking love that movie. Uh, how, what are your thoughts on that? Uh I like old, I appreciate change, but I feel like that's something that's just been around for so long that it's, I mean, the, the lines are always long for it. So it's not like it's tiresome and I don't know. I like the version that it is. I get that you have to change things. I get it, but I like the old version, but I guess in my, so in the other aspect of it, I can't believe I'm going to say this publicly. <laughs> I have seen Princess and the Frog. You haven't seen it? 
No. Okay, you don't get to have an opinion. No. <laughs> no, we have to stop right now. You have to go watch it, and we will resume when you've watched it. <laughs> but, I mean, maybe that's why I can't really appreciate why they're changing it. Oh, it's so good. I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't even – and uh, just side note – this is like our first princess movie based in the United States. This is true. So it, it just, and also I have to like full disclosure, I finally, after wanting to go for my whole life, had an opportunity to, to actually go visit New Orleans for like two days. Uh, when was it like two, three years ago? And now, now I'm just sold. Like, it is a cool city. I immediately fell in love with it. It just m- enhanced my love of the movie. So, you ha- no, you have to go watch this movie. I can't believe you haven't seen it. Do you have Disney Plus? I know you have Disney Plus. Of course I have Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, you have to see it. Oh, it's so good. The music is incredible. It's, it's on my list. I just, I just... I don't know why, yeah. I've seen Moana on Frozen a ton, though. I know you have. <laughs> no, it's so good. Oh, I love it so much. And all the characters are just so well-written. It's really funny. Yeah. It's a it's such a great movie. Um, but anyway, okay, so this is getting reimagined, Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Um the project is being led by WDI senior creative producer, uh, Charita Carter, who also worked on the team that brought us Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which I have not experienced yet. And didn't you just miss it on your last trip? Uh, yes, I did actually by a day. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> but obviously everybody's raving about that ride. So... I, I have no doubt that they'll do something incredible with this one. And the the only, we, we don't have a timeline announced yet. They haven't said when they're closing Splash Mountain down to start the refurb. We have no idea about closing dates or, you know, construction or any of that. Um, but the only information that we have from Disney is they said, quote, we pick up the story after the final kiss and join Princess Tiana and Louis on a musical adventure featuring some of the powerful music from the film as they prepare for their first ever Mardi Gras performance, which you obviously know. I mean, there's no way the Mardi Gras performance doesn't happen in that big, huge show space where they have the whole like zippity doo boat and all that. Absolutely. Right. So it's going to be so epic. <laughs> I just, I already know it's going to be awesome. And I'm, I'm super excited and I cannot wait. <laughs> and you need to go watch Princess and the Frog. I promise. It's, it's my homework. We'll talk, we'll, we'll just, we'll make that our main topic on the next show. Okay. <laughs> I will ask you next time we are recording. <laughs> I don't doubt it. I promise. I will watch it. <laughs> Uh, next we have the Tron light cycle run. I'm very excited about this one. 
I, I've never seen Tron, but I've seen the previews of what this is going to look like. And, oh man, it looks fun. <laughs> I haven't seen the original Tron, but I did see the one that they did. God, it's probably 10 years ago now. I don't even know. With uh, Olivia Wilde. That one was really good. Um, but yeah, so this is, there's a, there's a lot to unpack with this one. It looks like they finished building the actual building um, yeah. from, you know, recent things that have been published. And it's, it's going to be placed right between Space Mountain and the Speedway. Speedway. Yeah. Um, it's actually getting built, you know, quote unquote, outside the berm. Of course, Magic mm-hmm. Kingdom doesn't have a berm. Disneyland's Magic Kingdom has a berm because the city is right outside. But, um, you know, yeah. basically what they mean is outside of the established perimeter. But, you know, also, I mean, Space Mountain is also outside the berm technically. So um, they had to shut down the railroad to do this. They, that has shut, been shut down for a very long time. Like over a year by now, maybe a year and a half. Yeah. It was, I can tell you with 100% certainty that a year ago today it was not running and it had not been running for some time at that point. So it's been well over a year. Yeah. They're like having to reroute it and I don't, I don't know where they're rerouting it to. Um, especially since when you are boarding Space Mountain or not, like when you're entering the queue for Space Mountain, you know, you walk across and then you go down the stairs. So that's when you're going down the stairs, you're actually walking underneath the railroad tracks. Yes. Um, which is, and then, you know, uh, of course you're, as you go through the queue, you're entering the actual Space Mountain show building that you see from the outside. So they're saying the queue is going to be on a raised platform. So I don't know if the railroad's going to go under something like through a tunnel or if somehow they're going to have you walk on under. I have no idea what that's going to look like, but, and they also shut the TTA down. <laughs> like, and I don't know if it's because they're trying to hide like visually. Cause if oh. you're, or yeah. if, if they're actually doing something to the TTA, so. And um, regarding this now, the picture, we I posted a picture on the on Facebook page uh, a couple weeks ago uh, when we were talking about the um, things to do at night. And the one picture I posted was from. Oh, yeah. The, yep. From the TTA. You can see the castle. Yeah. And you can see the Tron track in the picture. So it's not a great picture. Uh, I wasn't shooting for, I was kind of aiming for that, but I kind of wasn't. Uh, and oh, we were moving and I only had an iPhone. Um, but you kind of get an idea of the the size of this thing. I mean, it's going to be a big coaster. Massive. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's, still doing construction on that they they um have delayed it yeah it's been delayed so somebody and again it's like we said earlier sometimes there's information and you don't know how accurate it is but somebody supposedly 
a Disney insider is rumored to have reported that Disney is going to wrap up outdoor construction to keep the area looking nice from the outside, but the indoor construction is not happening until late 2021 to keep the cost down, which means you're looking at a 2022 opening date. So it sounds like they're going to finish all the track and everything outside before they even go inside the building to do anything. But I mean, there's new pictures up. The construction's still going. They're working on the illuminated canopy framework, which is, you know, aka the the upload conduit, <laughs> um, which is like the roofing structure. Um, and it's supposedly going to be like a near exact copy of the ride in Shanghai Disneyland, which if you see photos of that is insane, like is all I can say. <laughs> And it looks like if you look at the pictures of the one in Shanghai Disneyland, it looks it's like visually awesome. Like it's like architecturally crazy awesome. Yeah. So I'm I I feel like that is the Tomorrowland that Walt was thinking of, but didn't have the technology to do. <laughs> yeah. So, I, you know, it's bringing Tomorrowland into a new dimension. It, yeah, it's really it's really going to give it that futuristic vibe that I think we've kind of been waiting and hoping would would happen. Yeah. Uh, but this is another launching coaster. So and I think from the way that they're describing the light cycle that you're going to be on, it's sounds like flight of passage i don't know what the boarding i don't know what is like how do you physically sit in that or how how does that work in flight like the actual when you're on the banshee yeah i guess i haven't been on it so i have no idea like what it is flight passage when you after you go through your your weight um you go into they they send you to different lines. So some of it's up higher, which obviously is going to be different than this because flight of passage is more along the queue of the queue version of flight of passage is going to be similar in a way of Soren. The attraction itself is you basically what I've told clients is you get on a motorcycle. It's honestly like sitting on a motorcycle and they put braces on, not not shackles, but similar, I guess, kind of, sort of, in a way, um, on your ankles, and then you get a back support. So you don't have anything strapping you in on the front. You're leaned forward. Your chest is against uh, uh, padding almost in the front of you, and your hands are holding on to your banshee similar to motorcycle handles and then you have this support that comes up and meets you at your back and that's how you're held on to your banshee okay flying yeah that's it sounds like that's a similar you know boarding situation as what the tron light cycles are going to be so that's going to be intense yes 
because I'm guessing you don't go 60 miles an hour on flight of passage. <laughs> no, no, you don't. You feel like you do with the wind, but no, you absolutely don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is so imagine being on that and getting launched on a roller coaster, 60 miles an hour. And I must, I mean, there's no way. I mean, I've been to the coaster capital of the world, to your point, Sandusky, Ohio. Yeah. And, America's know, roller coaster. Right, exactly. <laughs> and there's no way that Disney is not going to take into account all the safety. They're not going to only put a back brace on you and launch you. You know, you're going to have a belt on you. You're going to have a bar on you. You're going to have something more than some air operated back brace holding you in. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm assuming it's probably going to be something very, you know, it's going to, that's going to probably be one of the main supports to give you that feel of riding the motorcycle. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm excited about it. I think it, it sounds cool, you know? Um, Yeah. So it sounds like you get launched outside under that canopy and then you, you know, it sounds like the, the show building is supposed to be representative of the grid. So you get launched outside into the show building, which is the grid. Um, and I guess, uh, you know, you'll be able to see it better at night, but there's going to be like a light on the outside of the canopy that runs parallel to the coaster so people from the outside will basically see you virtually getting launched into the grid via this light that's going to follow your light cycle which it's going to be so cool (laughs) people are going to be just watching this thing just yeah, what it's it I mean on its own it just looks like an architectural marvel, so I, I can't wait to see it in person. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty cool. The other thing that you added to the list that I completely forgot about was the jungle cruise is getting updated. Yes, I did add that. Again, I'm not big on change. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's a wall that's a wall. Like leave it be. Yeah, I and they were vague about what it was going to be. I I have nothing more for anybody other than they're talking of changing the Jungle Cruise, and that's all we got. Yeah, we're not going to see the Eighth Wonder of the World anymore. I don't know. Maybe you might be able to still. Hopefully, some people know what the Eighth Wonder of the World is. Do you remember what the Eighth Wonder is? Um, is it the backside of water? <laughs> side of water. <laughs> Um, Wait, I have to, I have to, I have to tease my dad for a second here. Our first trip, I'm sure I've told this story on one of our other shows, but our first trip, they, my dad had the, you know, huge video camera and here we are on the jungle cruise and the skipper's telling us about this eighth wonder. He's like, it's the backside of water. Oh, look, that guy's videotaping it. So, yeah, I mean, we don't know what jokes are going to stay, what's going to go. What's... Yeah, we don't know anything other than they're talking of change. So, yeah, the one, the one thing I saw was like the skipper is going to be a part of the storyline now. 
So maybe it'll tie it in better. It's supposedly not going to have anything to do with the movie. Right. So we'll keep an eye on that one because that's happening again at Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Yeah. All right. So that's it for Magic Kingdom. Hop on the monorail on our way over to Epcot? Yeah. Oh, and also, you know, we should mention, and we did when we were talking about the castle, but of course, October 1st is going to be the 50th, you know, the official 50th anniversary date of the Walt Disney World Resort, which of course at that time only was Magic Kingdom. But that is like a celebration that's coming. So there's a lot of anticipation about when a lot of the things that were supposed to be opening this year will actually be opening. But, you know, a Disney celebration is never just a day and sometimes not even just a year. (laughs) Right. So I'm not too worried about missing out on 50th anniversary stuff. Um, I think 2022 is going to be a big celebration for that. Yeah, I do want to throw one more thing on there that I actually somehow just remembered. When it comes to Magic Kingdom, they also added in the walkway from the Grand Floridian. So you can actually walk from the Grand Floridian to Magic Kingdom now. Oh, yeah, they finally finished that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's a pretty hefty uh, walk, I think. It is. But it's it's about about a 15-ish minute walk, but... It's if you want to, you know, just kind of relax and enjoy and gives you another option, basically. Yeah. Dan and I, when we go, we don't mind. We're already walking 30 miles a day anyway. What's another mile and a half? So. Oh, I'm sure people are definitely going to do it, especially if they're there, you know, leisurely. Yeah, that's a good one. I totally forgot about that. Um, Yeah. Okay. So Epcot. Yeah. Lots and lots and lots of changes there. Yeah, it's being transformed um, completely. Uh, yeah, so they're changing. They're changing the world, if you will. Um, it's not going to be future world anymore. Um, they're changing. It's going to be like neighborhoods. So they're going to have world celebration, which is the part that you step like enter the park in. So the front of the park, spaceship earth, and then like the, the sort of area courtyard behind spaceship earth that leads to the promenade that goes Mm -hmm. to the world showcase. So that's going to be world celebration. They're going to have world nature, which is going to be the seas with Nemo and friends, like that side of the park, the right side of the park, if you will. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then World Discovery is going to be the left side of the park, which is where Mission mm-hmm. Space and uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy ride is going to be over there. And then World Showcase. They were supposed to be doing a refurbishment of Spaceship Earth, which has been canned, as far as I know, you know, yeah, postponed until indefinitely. Who They don't even know. But... There's things that they had already been building that are they're coming. So the first thing is Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, which has already been under construction 
And they even released video of some of the Imagineers like test riding one of the cars, which I can't tell if this is a ride that is going to kill me (laughs) (laughs) or if it's going to be my new favorite ride. Like I have no idea. (laughs) Um, Have you seen the video of them on on the car? I have not. I need to go and look up this video. Okay. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was just a small section and they were just kind of like testing it out, but they, they, you know, they've disclosed that it's going to be the first ever reverse launch coaster, which that right there, like I can do coasters. I can do going backwards, at least for a little bit. And I can do spinning. But I, I don't know if I can do all three of those things. <laughs> and this one, it's going to rotate, too, in, in, you know, throughout the ride. So. Yeah, it's going to be intense. But they're, they're saying, they literally even said on the, like, Disney Park website that it is, quote, unquote, family friendly. <laughs> so. I don't know if this is going to be a coaster like like Space Mountain kind of speeds, you know, like that kind of level of thrill, if you will, or if it's going to be more intense. I don't know what their version of family-friendly is. Because <laughs> Primeval Whirl turns, rotates, right? Yes, but that had a, that had a height requirement to it. I mean, that was one of the, actually, that that was a pretty tall height requirement on that. Yeah, this is going to have a height requirement. But I don't know, you know, it's like when you're talking about intensity, like, are we talking intensity like rock and roller coaster? Or are we talking intensity like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train? Right. So it that remains to be seen. But it is going to rotate and it is going to launch you backwards. And... Again, like we said with Tron, they're doing all of the outdoor construction, you know, supposedly it's rumored that they're they're not doing any more indoor construction until they finish all the outdoor construction so that everything looks nice for the 50th anniversary. Um, and we do not have a new open date, but it looks like it won't be until 2022. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, and we obviously will keep our ears to the ground because that is a highly anticipated ride. Yes. I, yeah. I, Primeval World was not is not my favorite. And I... I was okay skipping it. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> this is new tech, right? Like, they're going to have new coaster. The rails are going to be... It's going to be smoother. It's going to be... It's going to be different. But I'm just... The only thing I could think of was, I'm like, Primeval World was spinning. And I remember, like, being backwards, going down hills in that thing. And I did not love it. <laughs> yeah. But um, we're getting a new restaurant. Yay. I'm very excited about this one. Me too, actually. So it's called Space 220. Yeah, this is a restaurant that was has been delayed for a very long time because... When I was there last February, it was supposed to be open. Yeah, it has been. They have unfortunately had a lot of setbacks. Um, 
they have had some some chef setbacks and other things that I'm sure they are telling us, but they have had a lot of setbacks. But this is supposed to be. I'm very I'm I'm very excited about this. James is completely into space. This kid has been into space for I like at least two years, if not more. I mean, he knows all of his planets. He knows all his dwarf planets. Like this is a place that I cannot wait to take him to. The Um, concept art looks incredible. Yeah, it does. So when you walk in, you're put on this elevator basically. And it looks like you're, it is not like, like mission space at all. You're not going to launch. You're not going (laughs) to go up to your meal. Um, but it's supposed to take you off, and you can see Earth below you. And yeah, it's set like 220 miles above miles. the Earth's sur- atmosphere or surface. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm very excited. It's and supposedly so- it's going to change, like a like you'll see Earth during the day and night. Yeah, yeah, you will be able to see it. Um, you'll be able to see a change. The, they have not released any menus or anything, so I can't get too foodie on anybody yet. Um, but what we do know is that it's going to be American cuisine, so that's cool. Um, and it's going to have over a thousand bottles of wine, so James can go into space and I can have wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need it. Okay, we. But it's just it's a sit down. It's a you know, sit down restaurant, which yeah. we needed in the front of Epcot. Oh, absolutely. There was no sit down really at all. Um, so it is going to be a sit down. Once the dining plan is back, we will most likely be able to add that to the Disney dining plan. Anyone who doesn't like wine, they're also going to have craft beer. So don't worry. They're keeping it very friendly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but who can see the concept art for it. I mean, when you're sitting at your table, you're it's going to be like you're sitting in the International Space Station. Like you see the glimpse of Earth over, you know, through the windows and satellites floating around and all the stars everywhere. And it just looks, picture coral reef in space. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's such a, that's such a good way to describe it. Yeah. Because it's all it's going to be all around you. Yeah. So, you know, Coral Reef, you're under, you're under the sea and in Space 220, you're going to be, you're going to have all the windows similar to an aquarium, but you're going to see, you mean space. Yeah. My eight-year-old self that wanted to go to space camp is freaking out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I was honestly, truly, um, this was something I was really bummed about on our trip last year. It it takes a lot to bum me out when I'm in Disney. I was really looking forward to this. I mean, everything that they had said was they're going to open it up February 20th and, you know, 220 of 2020. What better way to open up space 220? And, you know, all these, all these rumors, hence again, why you should never believe anything you read on the internet. But uh, I was, I was a little disappointed when we didn't get to, didn't get to go so it's going to be set right by mission space there's a, a building in that area right outside of there um outside the gift shop which is where this restaurant's going to be but no there's no 
Um, we don't know where the actual opening or doors into it or anything are yet, but they'll be right there. Yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait. And yeah, we needed a, a sit down restaurant for an Epcot because, like, Electric Umbrella was fine, I guess, but um, it was I mean, it's good. We always would eat in the land. It's just yeah, there's I'm more sure. choices. But yeah, so this is very exciting um, and such a cool concept. Okay, so the next thing we did get confirmation on this just like. Two months ago, or yeah, I guess two months ago now. Dreamers Point, which is supposed to be set behind Spaceship Earth, like between Spaceship Earth and the promenade to the World Showcase, is still happening. Um, Imagineer Zach Ridley confirmed this on December 5th, which Disney nerds everywhere know that that is Walt Disney's birthday. The project is still on, so it's going to feature a statue of Walt as part of the New World Celebration neighborhood, and it's called Dreamers Point, and that's really all we know. There is, again, concept art, and I don't know if it's going to look exactly like the concept art, but I have to imagine that they wouldn't have put that out there if it wasn't going to look similar and it looks like just like sort of this pad of steps with Walt sitting sitting down. I don't know what else is going to be in that area. I mean, they've said that they were going to put in like gardens and all kinds of things, like water features. And again, 2020 happened. We have no idea what budgeting is going to look like. So I have no other than, yes, they're still going to put in this statue, like, art installation. We don't know what else is going on around that. But we're at least going to have a statue of Walt in Epcot, which seems like, duh. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm excited about that. I think yeah. we need more Walt in the parks because... More everywhere. Yeah, a little... Some younger generations are less, they don't really have the connection anymore. Uh, my sister got James a book for his birthday um, about Walt, like a, a kid's book. But we we go through it, we read it, we look at the pictures. He has, he has as any good Disney child should, he, uh, he asks questions about it. And it, it basically starts from his life when he was a young kid to how he created Disney world. It's called I am Walt uh, by an artist named an author. I'm sorry, an author named Brad Meltzer. So anyone listening with young kids, if you want to get your kid into stories about Walt, I recommend this book. It is very, it's a kid version of history. Cool. Yeah. Because I don't, yeah. Like, I mean, my parents were alive, you know, they were kids when Walt Disney passed away. But, you know, so we're really only like one generation removed. But our kids are going to be, you know, they don't have the connection. Yeah. I mean, we lovingly refer to him as Uncle Walt. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, next up. This is a uh, big one. Well, 
I have one over on the other side, though, that we uh, forgot to mention when we were talking about the land and everything over there is oh, Water. Yeah, Journey of Water, yep. Which is going to be inspired by Moana. So we don't know a lot. Um, when we're talking about Epcot, you're going to hear a lot about this concept art. I recommend checking it out. Um, but what we know about it is you're going to be walking through a maze of water, basically, and somehow these amazing Disney Imagineers are going to get the water to come to life, I guess, somehow, um, and Tafiti's going to be involved, and it's family-friendly, friendly, and that's kind of all we know about it. And they, yeah, they haven't, it's not shelved but there's literally nothing confirmed about it <laughs> because they hadn't, they hadn't started any construction on it. So. Right. right. If you, um, I, I do know that in Epcot currently that they have a whole section devoted to all the changes that are coming to Epcot, which is a lot, a big place of where you're going to get these concept art pictures and everything from. And that is still, it is still in the transformation part of it. They haven't kicked it out of there yet. So here's hoping that Tafiti will be part of Upcut still. Yeah, because it, it sounds cool. And I'm all, I'm all for adding Moana in places. Absolutely. But, yeah, that's I, I forgot about that one. Yeah, because we haven't really heard much about it. Yeah, it it, it is not one of the big selling points of the changes coming to Disney, right? Or, I'm sorry, coming to Epcot right now, but it is mentioned. Because it seemed like they were pretty invested in it being a part of this new neighborhood, so. Yeah, because it goes along with the whole, with um, the nature theme of what they're turning into the right side of Epcot, if you will. Yeah. Okay, so, and then there was another thing, too, which I won't really get into, but there was was it like called Epcot Play? It's supposed to be going in where Interventions was or something. I don't really know a lot about it. They've halted whatever plans they had for it mm-hmm. um, because budgets and all this stuff that just happened. So we're going to keep an eye on that. But it seemed like they were pretty invested in it. So I would imagine that we will see it in the future. Right. But it's not. Um, fast-tracked, if you will. Yeah. This is what I'm super excited to talk about. (laughs) The France Pavilion expansion. We needed more stuff back there. (laughs) Uh, They've already opened part of it. You can actually walk along the water through part of the expansion. It looks awesome. Right down to the sign that says uh, Ratatouille is in the actual font that they use in the Paris metros in actual Paris. And, and, and the lights, it's like exact replicas. It's the, the detail is crazy awesome. So I'm so excited to see it in person. But obviously the big, the big ride, the big thing that's coming is Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Have you yeah. seen Ratatouille before I continue? <laughs> yes. 
I've seen Ratatouille. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think it might be my favorite Pixar movie. Yeah, it's up there. I really like anybody can cook. It's yes. I love that message too. And I'm looking forward to whatever merchandise location they dump me into. (laughs) (laughs) You need more, you know, okay. So I'm going to contradict myself here with change and blah, blah, blah. I'm not big on change, but we need more characters to meet. You know, I want to meet Remy. And I, you know, I, I want to meet Remy. He's cool. He is cool. cool. But anyway, yeah, I'm excited. I have seen um, previews of this because, correct me if I'm wrong, but it is in Disneyland Paris right now, right? Yeah, I I wrote it. I I tried to look actually and see if this, if, if the Walt Disney World version is going to be an exact replica. I couldn't find anything that said one way or another, yes. All I could find was something that said, it's going to be a near exact replica. So I have no idea what's going to be different. And you won't really know, I guess, until you can, you know, yeah. watch some YouTube videos side by right. side. But so when I had my one day in Disneyland Paris, besides walking through Sleeping Beauty Castle and seeing the dragon under the castle, yes, there's a dragon under the castle in Disneyland Paris. It's crazy. Anyway. My third thing was going on this ride. I was like, if I get to go on this, I don't care if I do anything else the rest of the day. It did not disappoint. Just, I, I'm so excited that I don't have to travel across the world and pay $1,600 airfare <laughs> to go on this ride. <laughs> so, and, it, and this one is family friendly. Yes. I don't believe there's going to be a high requirement for it. No. It's, it's you know, it's a trackless ride. You get into a little, you get shrunk down to the size of Remy and you, you're a little, have you seen the pictures of the ride vehicles? Yeah. The little uh, wheels of cheese, right? They're, they're, um, well, it, it looks like they're like, well, it looks like it's on a hockey puck, but it's a little mouse. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'm thinking some, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you get in this little mouse vehicle and it's like projection screens and then like, and actual sets so you're like going around the kitchen and it looks I mean it looks like a kitchen but you're like the size of a rat yes and you get kicked under the counter and yeah yes (laughs) um it's so fun I think kids are just gonna lose their minds over it yeah I agree so that's a question this is a debate that people are having how do you feel about IP being in the World Showcase or in Epcot at all? Like, are you cool with characters being in countries, in the countries? Yeah. Because a lot of I, people are not into it. I, I don't I, It's hard. <laughs> I, I feel that way because, like, and you look at it, okay, so... You have Snow White in Germany, right? And it's like, that's just where Snow White is. So maybe after time, it'll be, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I, I, I don't have an opinion yet. Yeah, I know. Because when, when they put Frozen in, 
Right. People were kind of like, but the rat, you know, Maelstrom was about Norway, and now you're just filling it up with characters, and it's not going to be as authentic. And But then you look into the history, not I, maybe not history of the movie, but no, I, I'm going to say history of the movie, because I have seen the, um, on Disney+, Plus. I have watched the behind the scenes of how Frozen was made, and they actually do go to Norway and, you know do their research so it it might be an animated movie but it's based on a real place i mean maybe not arendelle in general but the castles and how they look and things it it's authentic maybe in a way no no i get it i to me i think i understand both sides of the argument so you know from the adult perspective it's like well we you know, we're trying to go here and experience a culture that maybe we can't travel to because we don't have the time or the money or, you know, whatever. But on the other hand, look, if I have to, you know, show my kid that we're going to go see Elsa to be able to go, to even be able to get there in the first place... (laughs) Right. You know, because when, when I was a little kid, when we went to Epcot, like once we got, you know, we did um, the Grand Fiesta tour, boat ride in Mexico, and then Maelstrom in Norway, and my brother and I were done with the World Showcase. <laughs> so, look, if you have to put a little rat ride in <laughs> France to get your kid over there so you can try actual french wine and have and have you know a real croissant then by all means put the rat ride in (laughs) here's the other thing too is it's not like they're taking every other part of france out like you're still going to be able to go and get your croissant and your actual french food and wine all that actual French feel is still going to be part of France. There's just an add-on of it. So if you don't, if you want to experience France, you don't have to go on the on Remy's adventure. If you want to experience Norway, you don't have to go on Frozen. You can still Disney's good at keeping things, even though it's together, it's separated. You're still getting that Norwegian experience in Norway without meeting Anna and Elsa and going on Frozen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel I feel okay with it. I'm totally okay with it. And that's an adult who's been to Disney multiple times without a child, so I'm good with it. <laughs> yeah, because I still want to, I'm still going to do all those other things. Right. So it's just, to me, it's just plus. They just added something else for me to love, too. Exactly. Uh, they're also adding, adding a table service slash quick service restaurant. Um, called the Creperie de, de Paris. There's an actual chef whose name I can't pronounce and don't know. <laughs> that is no. like sort of in charge of it. But um, so we're going to be able to get some crepes in Paris, which sounds awesome. Of course, Beauty and the Beast thing along opened earlier mm-hmm. last year. I have mixed feelings about this thing. Uh, did you guys see it when you were there? No, we, I, I am all about 
doing the cultural parts of the of Epcot. However, when you have a four year old whose attention span is, hey, look, a squirrel. <laughs> you can't really sit through that stuff sometimes. So, no, I did not get to do that yet. I wanted to, but I have not done it yet. Word on the street is it's kind of eh. And if you think about Beauty and the Beast, we have a show in Disney Hollywood Studios, the live on stage show, and then you have the stories in Magic Kingdom. Yep. Of the three, this is the worst one. It, it's in the theater um, where they play Impressions de France. So Impressions de France is still there. Uh, it's it, that one actually got remastered into 4K video, so apparently it's like even more stunning than it was before. But it's only showing at night. So Beauty and the Beast is all day long. There's a couple of showings of Impressions of de France at night. So if you are planning to go and you want to see the Impressions de France film, just know that you're gonna have to do that in the evening. It's like I had some conflicting information on that too because Touring Plans says it's 7 p.m. and later. The Disney website says 6.30 and later. I'm guessing the times are changing depending on what time of year you're there. Yeah. Of course, all the times are up in there right now. Anyway, but just know when you go to pay attention to what's actually playing on the theater marquee (laughs) because if you want to see Impressions of France, and you're going at three o'clock in the afternoon, you're going to be really disappointed right. <laughs> that you're doing the beauty and the beast thing along. Um, Your time's guide when you walk into the park. Yeah. Get about five copies because you're going to lose every one of them. Like everyone does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's what's going on with the France expansion. Canada far and wide, which is the circle vision oh, movie. Yes. That got updated in January, uh, January last year. So it's been out for a year already, but if you haven't been recently, which most of us haven't, just know that that's new. So stop in and see it. I have seen, I have not seen the new one. I have seen Canada Far Wide. I actually, I I did enjoy it. It's very... So you saw the old Canada. You saw old Canada. Sorry. Yes. I saw old Canada. Um, and just know that that circle vision, I mean, that's, know what you're getting into. Uh, and they listen to the cast members because they tell you what to do if you start feeling queasy. It yeah. is definitely interesting. Yeah, um, it can give you a little bit of emotion sickness vibe. Yeah. Yeah. But the new one, so the the O Canada was narrated by Martin Short. The um, Canada Far and Wide, Canada Far and Wide is narrated by Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy. So for our Schitt's Creek fans out there, <laughs> this might be for you. <laughs> um, so, and then uh, Wondrous China, which has not opened yet, but this is the China 360 uh, Circle Vision. This is updated. So they took out the old one. This is, They've ha- they actually had to refurbish the theater because this is going to be the first ever film produced and projected in a seamless 360 format. So there's no seams in the screen, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Um, 
but they're looking at opening that up in spring or summer of this year. We don't know yet. And, and I mean, I, we've probably said it, we've already said it. We're going to say it a couple other times is these dates are obviously with the times that we're in, um, these dates are, could possibly change. I mean, you know, you go back to space 220 where it was supposed to open a year ago and it's still not open. So these dates are all, you know, they say spring or summer and they're going to try and they do what they can because they don't want to disappoint, but things do happen. So yeah, everything's tentative. Right. But, you know, again, it's like they worked on it. They're already doing construction on it and putting finishing touch. So it is coming. We just don't know exact dates yet. The other thing, too, which I didn't actually write on my notes, but just in passing, Morocco is going the way of, I guess the Moroccan government has ended its partnership or sponsorship whatever relationship they had with Disney over the Morocco pavilion. So we're not, I don't think there's any worry that they're going to dismantle it in any way. It's just going to be, we don't necessarily know what's going to happen with the restaurants going forward. If they're going to be re, if they're going to get new menus or, you know, yeah, there's going to be some changes, but we just don't know what they are. As long as I can still go to Morocco and get my henna, I'm okay. I, I don't think, I mean, it's the only pavilion in the whole world showcase that even grazes the Middle East or the entire continent of Africa. So there's no way they're getting rid of it. Right. Um, it's just, yeah, we don't, the, the big thing was the restaurant. We don't know who's going to be in charge, you know, what the restaurant situation is going to end up being if they're going to change the menus, if they're going to do any re-theming, we have no idea. Okay, last thing at Epcot is Harmonious. We're getting yeah. a new nighttime show. I'm very happy about this. I like my new I like my nighttime shows. Did I you do. see Epcot Forever? Was that open yet when you were there? I did. You want to know the best part of Epcot Forever? So this is going back to our our college program days. Is remember when Animal Kingdom I don't know, was it number one Epcot around the country? Sorry, when Epcot had the parade in. You're talking about like Tapestry of Nations? Nations, thank you. The music, remember the music? Oh, so good. Right? So in in Epcot Forever, they played that music. And that was the, like, I just sat there and I'm like, I got to record this so I can just listen to it over and over. Like, that was one of my favorite, like, musical pieces from something that I've heard in Disney. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people, you know, of course you get upset when they take illuminations away, but then I was hearing a lot of people were like, actually Epcot forever was really good. Like a really good transition show. So, yeah, but we're getting harmonious. Uh, This is supposedly the largest nighttime spectacular ever created for a Disney park. So that's intriguing. Yes, very. <laughs> um, and Disney put out a statement that says um, it will celebrate how the music of Disney inspires people the world over, carrying you away harmoniously on a stream of familiar Disney tunes reinterpreted by a diverse group of artists from around the globe. And it's supposed to feature massive floating set pieces, custom built LED panels, choreographed moving fountains, lights, pyrotechnics, lasers, and more. 
I'm excited. Uh, obviously, they've already rolled out two of the barges. Yep. Which are massive. They're so big, they have to leave them out there permanently anchored. So, you know, unlike Illuminations, where they would float the globe out every night and then float it back, uh, they right. cannot do that. This is permanently installed tech. And I think there's going to be five barges, if I'm remembering correctly. And I guess once they get them all out there, they're going to turn on some water feature during the day so you can't see them. Like, so it looks prettier than just these huge black barges. (laughs) But yeah, I think, I I mean, they're saying it's a celebration, like through music, which their music is always awesome. So... I'm excited. I can't wait. I'll probably be the first in line to buy a soundtrack. (laughs) Nothing really to report new at Disney's Hollywood Studios or Animal Kingdom. I do have one for Hollywood Studios, actually. Really? Okay. What did you find? Woody's Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) It is. uh, It's going to be a new table service in Toy Story Land. Um, they have not released like what the budget is, just that it's a budget friendly dining experience. It's going to offer it's in air conditioning, uh, but it's going to be a meet and greet from what we're, what we're reading. It's going to be a meet and greet sit down with Woody and Jesse and the gang. So are you uh, telling me that it's going to be a character dining experience? Uh, yes, I kind of am. So I feel like it's going to be, remember the backyard barbecue at Fort Wilderness? I remember it. I never got to do it. I did. Um, it was good. It was, it was, it was good. Uh, but that was obviously with Mickey and Minnie and the gang. Um, so this is going to be, I feel my opinion is this is going to be the backyard barbecue for Toy Story. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, just based on this is this is obviously based on the name of it, the rodeo barbecue. We're talking ribs and cornbread, and I, I'm imagining it's going to be the type of food that you would get at, say, if you ever experienced the back the backyard barbecue or like the Hoopty Doo Review. It's going to have that type of food, and it'll probably be reimagined. I mean, honestly, the food that's in Toy Story Land, like at um, Andy's Lunchbox. It's actually kind of good. It's different. It's not normal food. I mean, you can get a Pop-Tart there, a homemade Pop-Tart with bacon sprinkles on it, which is really cool. So the food is unique. So I might be surprised. It might be something different than just ribs and chicken and cornbread, but that's what I'm thinking it's going to be. Cool. But you're right. That's all I got for Hollywood Studios. Well, yeah, because they kind of already did there. You know, they added Galaxy's Edge and Toy Story Land. And so they've kind of already washed through their upgrades as well as Animal Kingdom. They're as good as it's going to be for a while with with, uh, Star Wars. So, Okay, next thing. This is kind of a big one. And I know we're going to have some feelings. There's going to be some feelings about this one. Until the end. I can't go through these emotions right now. (laughs) It was announced that Disney is ending service of the Magical Express. Yes. Uh, So if you are vacationing in 2021, you're good. Yes. But as of 2022, 
It's yeah. over. <laughs> uh, when they announced this, people were like, uh, what? <laughs> and immediately their attention was turned to Brightline, which is the company that is building the high-speed train in Florida. Uh, and Brightline confirmed that a train station is going to be built somewhere around Disney Springs. Yeah. Now, this they're in some kind of agreement with Disney about the project, but obviously everything depends on permits and right of way, like. Track, building the actual track, like having the land to build the actual track, all kinds of things. But supposedly they've decided it's happening. There's going to be a station somewhere near Disney Springs or on Disney property, but it won't even, the earliest they're thinking that it would even be in use is the middle of 2023, yeah. which means for a minimum of a year and a half, Yes. You are going to be high and dry at MCO. <laughs> so, if I may, here's what I have to say about this. Number one, back in the day, there was no Magical Express. When you went to Disney, whether you had one kid, no kids, or five kids, you figured it out. You knew what you were getting into, and you rented a car, or you rented a service, or you cabbed it. Like you figured a way to get to Disney. There was some way to get there. So you had to get your own luggage, just like you do at any other airport. Now Disney has spoiled us since then in doing all this fabulous stuff for us. And that is one thing I loved about the Magical Express is that you get to Orlando and Disney does the rest. They get your luggage. They put it in your room for you. And that's great. What I will say is, a year and a half is a long time. Number one, we have Ubers, which is great, but some people, and yes, I'm admitting to this, I have never used an Uber or a Lyft. Some people aren't comfortable with them or don't do it or don't know how to do it. But Disney doesn't do things without a plan. Okay. So they are saying that this train is coming in in 2023, but they don't do things without having something planned. And I'm not saying that because they do. I truthfully do not know anything. You will be my first people I tell when I know something that I'm allowed to tell. I don't know anything. I'm telling you from experience that they always have a plan. Now, when you look at Disneyland, there is no free transportation. And obviously, Disneyland is a different type of... It's, it's Disney, yes, but it's a different Disney experience. They do offer transportation from the hotels, I'm sorry, from the airport to the Disney hotels, even the partnering hotels, but you have to pay for it. So there's a possibility that even though they're ending what they're calling the Magical Express, which is the Magical Express, which is free and they do it all for you, they might still offer it, but it might be for a fee. Again, these are all opinions. I do not know anything. I'm basing this off of my knowledge and what I have seen in all the parks and what they do everywhere else. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Um, I mean, when we went to Disneyland, we rented a car, <laughs> uh, you know, because they, they, they don't have anything like that on the West Coast. 
And before the Magical Express existed, we were using mirrors, transportation. And I want to say it was like $50 round trip per person for the service. So... Or maybe it was $25 round trip per person. This is early 2000s. So, um, you know, before Magical Express was brought in. But so, you know, for a family of four, 25 bucks a person round trip, that's $100. So I'm not totally freaking out that they're getting rid of it. I'm more upset that at they're announcing they're getting rid of it, but they've kind of left us high and dry because... Yeah, You might think, okay, well, you know, it's going to cost me, you know, maybe $150 to get my family to and from the park. I'll just rent a car. The problem with that is... You have to pay for parking. They're charging for parking now. So you're kind of like, you're just out in the cold. <laughs> you, if you rent a car, you're out whatever the parking fees are now. I don't even know, like 12 bucks a day or something. So, and again, you know, with, with an Uber, you know, for me, you know, me and my husband, it's no big deal. We're two adults. We're not traveling with all kinds of luggage. It's pretty simple for us to order an Uber and get anywhere. But if I have kids and I got to worry about car seats and, you know, um, fold up strollers and, you know, all the extra luggage that comes with having kids. That's a tough sell now. It is. I, I, yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, our, our parents figured it out back in the day. So that's why I kind of go with that. You know, it's not what people want to hear. I know the times have changed, but there are, it's not, it's not that there aren't other options. It's that I guess we're, I don't know, don't hate me people for saying this, but it's that we're spoiled. Like Disney spoiled us. Disney actually spoiled us because they they were giving us this free service and basically there's not a free service anymore. And that stinks. And I, I don't know. I don't know what to feel except Disney always has a plan and I'm holding out hope that there's going to be a new plan that they have something and they're just not telling us yet. That's, that's what I'm hoping for. A new plan besides a train coming in two years. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking if they, it, you know, the Magical Express deal was with Mirrors, so obviously they were compensating Mirrors in some way, and I'm wondering if, because they have this new deal with Brightline, if they're going to be taking the money they were investing in Magical Express to assist in building out the actual train station. Right. Look, at Disneyland Paris, when, when they were building Disneyland Paris, Disney made agreements for the rail to go out to Disneyland Paris because it's not in, you know, Paris is like city proper. It's it's actually out in a town called Marne-le-Vie, which is like 45-minute train ride outside of the city. So they have experience with working with rail lines to build out rail stations and bring the transportation out to where they are. So I have every, you know, reason to believe that it's going to be fine. (laughs) 
I think it's just going to suck for people for a little while, especially if you've been traveling to Disney multiple times in the last couple of decades and you're Mm -hmm. used to the ease of, you know, what the Magical Express was. The ease of being spoiled. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone just needs to admit it, okay? I... We're all, they spoiled us. It's, it's, I'm sorry, people, the truth hurts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, because the other question, too, is going to be, okay, well, I got to the train station at Disney. Now no. what? Is Disney no. going to have buses out to the various resorts from the train station? And I'm going to have to carry all my own luggage. And, I mean... It remains to be seen, but obviously, like, as we all travel to the parks, we'll just report back. I'm sure within months, it, there's going to be, like, this is the easiest way to do it. You know, people are going to be, this is the easy way, the easiest way to do it if you have kids. This is the easiest way to do it if you're traveling solo. You know, people are going to report their, how their trips are. So we're going to know what, what's going to be the easiest way to do it. Obviously, yourself and myself are in two different kind of family situations, so we'll both have something to say about it. <laughs> but, but at that, I mean, if I'm going to Disney, I'm figuring out a way to get there. I, I'll walk, okay? I'll walk to my hotel if I have to. I'm <laughs> I MCO. I will hitchhike it. I will do what I have to do. Magical Express or not, I'm getting to my hotel. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, that's enough about that yeah. sad piece. Um, just stay tuned, everyone. Just have have faith. Just just know Disney knows what they're doing. That that's they know what they're doing. Um, this next thing is going to totally flip <gasps> everyone's lid, and I'm going to let you get into it because I know very little. <laughs> um, I know enough. I don't. I know what. I know what the internet has told me and what I've read and what Dan has made sure to inform me is going to be Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. So what this is, it is a experience. Okay. It's going to be a hotel. It is a limited reservation. So when you book your resort, Okay, if you will, your resort and the Star Cruiser. It is a two-day, two-night experience. You get uh, an agenda, if you will. You get experiences. You are basically, you're in a Star Cruiser. You're in a galactic Star Cruiser. Um, Your room, there's only going to be about, we don't know the exact number. There's going to be about 100 rooms. And the rooms are said to hold up to five people so it's going to be a queen a queen bed two bunk beds and then um most likely a murphy bread a murphy bed that pulls down again nothing is official yet um this is just based on some pictures that they have posted that they have put out there is speculation and if because you get your itinerary, right? So there's going to be rest- a restaurant there, obviously, and it's a Star Wars experience. Um, there is speculation if this two-day, two-night experience is going to include a ticket to the park or not. 
Um, I have in the very early stages read something that it was going to allow you ticket a ticket, but only into Hollywood studios. Then I read something else again a while ago that that was only allowing you to stay in Galaxy's Edge. But based on how Galaxy's Edge is, there's no way to hold you in Galaxy's Edge. So I don't foresee that being true anymore. Um, I don't know if you will get the tickets into the parks, plural, or just Hollywood Studios. I can tell you that should you choose to do this, it is not a cheap experience. Uh, they have not released any pricing, official pricing, or when they're going to start allowing anybody to start booking it. So, you know, I'll obviously keep everyone posted when I hear it, but the experience from, from what I'm understanding and reading and hearing and, and knowing is you're not going to want to leave. That it's essentially its own, I don't want to call it a park because it's not a park. But you get itineraries, and it seems uh, like it. They were originally billing it as like a, an enclosed sort of experience, like that yeah. you wouldn't even go to a park. That this you would do this, and then you would leave. You know, after your two days or whatever, you would go finish out yeah. your vacation at like Caribbean Beach or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, you know that it was its own thing. But yeah, I had heard that they were going to do some entrance in Galaxy's Edge and you were going to be able to go in there. So it was only Star Wars related or yeah, we're, we just don't have the. I, I, yeah, we don't have very many details. I did. Um, something I did read was that, you know, if you have more people, the price is going to be a little bit less, obviously. And you base it on, okay, it's for two days and you divide that by how many people is, you know they have they haven't said the exact pricing yet. We don't we don't know. I can tell you if you want to see some pretty cool pictures. It's, it's yeah. I'll cool. link it in the show notes. It it looks yeah. like some. It looks like what you see on TV. Like it's exactly what you imagine it would look like. Our <laughs> War Central. Like yeah. It, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. I mean, I was, you know, a year ago, days old, when I realized that Darth Vader is actually Princess Leia's father, too. Like, I never really put two and two together. (laughs) Um, You know, I'm not a Star Wars nerd. I'm a Star Wars fan by proxy because Dan and James both are. But I, I mean, we watch it on TV and I'm like, wait, what? Who is that? Why is he... What? Yeah, it's not my thing. But Dan thinks we're staying here. We'll see. I'll let you know. Might have to. Might be some research. Who knows? Um, the last I heard, I just looked it up. Um, Cabin on the Star Cruiser, which sleeps five, starts at thirty three hundred dollars. But it's not identified if that is thirty three hundred for like all five people or per person. So it's, you know, take, Oh, it might be per room. It might be per room. I I don't know. Cause that would make sense to me because if you think about how they price everything else, it's per night. Right. So if, but if that's per, is it going to be 3,300 per night or per the two day, two night experience? Right. 
you know, and uh, that's, I mean, the one other thing I said, I read said that it was like $400 a day per person if you figure it out that way. But I mean, if you sleep five people in there, are you better off saying, hey, let's just find five people and go? Or I, I, we don't know. It's not, they have not released pricing at all. Like there's, you can Google it till your fingers are numb. You're not going to find what the true pricing of the Star Cruiser rooms are. It's going to be expensive though. There's going to be a lot of people priced out of experiencing it. It is not going to be a cheap experience. I will tell you that. Okay. It'll be worth an experience, but it's not going to be a cheap one. It'll be a once in a lifetime kind of thing, depending on your budget. Yeah. I'm sure they'll, it'll never be empty though. No. Especially, you know, they've limited the rooms to a hundred. So yeah. Or about they're They'll get their money's worth. That's for sure. Mm hmm. The pictures may, it does look cool, but you know, if you're into star Wars, it looks, I guess if you're into star Wars, it looks amazing (laughs) to me. It looks cool, but I'm okay with taking that money and staying at Polynesian for a week. Yeah. In like (laughs) a deluxe, super sweet with room service every day. And (laughs) (laughs) yeah, for the same price, but that's actually a good point. What you were saying earlier, if it's per room per night, there's not, you're going to see, you know, couples that are joining their monetary forces together to go get one room. Because individually, it's going to, you know, it's going to save you a ton of money if you can pair up with another family or another traveler. All right. That'll be fun to see in the future. And we have no opening date on that either. No. Uh, 2021 is all we know. Okay. It'll be like everything else. We will find out about it probably um, a couple months in advance. And that's when... The internet is going to crash from everyone trying to book the hotel. Yeah, you you guys will be the first to know because yeah. you're going to be doing the booking. I'll keep everybody posted. Um, we have Drawn to Life from Cirque du Soleil, which this is so devastating. Like, they were going to do their first show in April of 2020. Like, they were done. The construction was done. The rehearsing was done. They had everything done. Of course, they didn't. They haven't been able to debut it yet because the park shut down in March. So it's still coming though. Um, and I, I'm blown away by what I've seen and heard so far. So this is going to be the first ever collaboration between Cirque du Soleil, Walt Disney Animation Studios, and Walt Disney Imagineering, and it's a love letter to the art of Disney animation. The synopsis is basically that you journey into a world where an animator's desk becomes the stage and drawings come alive. And Cirque has released a statement that says, the art of classic Disney animation is reinterpreted through innovative design, acrobatic performances, dazzling choreography, eclectic costuming, all new Disney animation, and an original score inspired by timeless Disney music. The show tells the story of a determined girl who discovers one last gift left by her animator father, a sequence of unfinished drawings. 
I'm sold. Take my money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, had, did you ever see Lanube? I did not know. Oh, I, I am like not a circus per. Like we went to the circus growing up, and it was kind of like eh. Some of the like trapeze things are cool, but uh, so I had this roommate like early 2000s that really wanted to go see the show, had an extra ticket. So I was like, yeah, whatever, I'll go. I don't know what I thought I was going to (laughs) see, but oh my God, blow me away. Just insane. The, the stunts and the acrobatics and the costumes and just crazy. So when I heard that they were doing this, what like in collaboration because Lanoub was just Cirque du Soleil like Disney made a deal with them you can set up this thing and you can do your show you know in our downtown Disney area it it was not there was not Disney didn't have anything to do with the storyline of that show so when you're combining the two of them and you're telling me that we're going to get new animation there's going to be new songs this whole story yeah, take my money. And, you know, it wasn't cheap. The, the, the tickets were like 60 bucks in the early 2000s. That's not a cheap show to go see, but I don't even care. Like, 100% next time I'm at Walt Disney World, I will absolutely have a ticket to this show. I cannot wait. So I, I'm I'm curious to know, like, if anybody else out there has seen a Cirque du Soleil show, what you think about it, if you're excited to see this. Um, yeah, I'll be. I don't care if the ticket's two hundred bucks. <laughs> I don't care if it's three hundred. I would pay three hundred dollars. Wouldn't even think twice about it. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not in personally. I'm not into it. I would see it. I, but I get what you're saying. Like, there's stuff in Disney that I, yeah, I would absolutely pay that amount of money. Not three thousand, but. <laughs> Last two little things here. You had some info about Tricircle D Ranch. Yeah, so um, the Tricircle D Ranch, which is at Fort Wilderness, um, which is home of the happiest horses on earth, <laughs> it's been uh, updated. Uh, it is now a modern stable, out, uh, updated outdoor spaces, and... The new ranch, according to Disney, the new ranch will maintain the history and spirit of the original Tricircle D Ranch, welcoming guests to explore exhibits of classic Disney equestrian artifacts, some of which date back to the 1950s. Now, the reason for this, uh, part of the reason, besides it needing an update, is it's kind of tying into the whole expansion that they're putting in the Fort Wilderness Lodge and Campground area. Some of you may remember... Uh, River Country, uh, which is Disney's oldest old water park, which does not exist anymore. Well, they are getting rid. They obviously got rid of it. They're taking that area and building a new Disney Vacation Club resort. It's going to be called Reflections, a Disney Lakeside Lodge. Um, It's currently under construction, and it's going to be built between the Wilderness Lodge and the Wilderness Fort, um, sorry, Fort Wilderness. Um, it's going to open in 2022, you know, obviously we don't know about the dates, but, um, 
it's basically tying all those hotels together, all those resorts together. Sorry. Um, I have stayed at the cabin last year. You all know that's where we were last year for a couple of days. I have visited the lodge and this is just a way to kind of tie all that together. So, um, nothing really more on that. If you have a chance to check out the pictures of the Lakeside Lodge, it looks beautiful. Isn't there supposed to be a like continuous walkway between them, between yeah. the lodge and Fort Wilderness with this yeah. whole expansion? Uh, yes, there's supposed to be. Yeah. Other, you know, other than, yeah, again, we don't know. We're telling you information and then telling you we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, that's it. That's it. It's, they're talking of it. I mean, let's be honest. Everything, again, we, I said it before, it's, we don't know. I mean, we're saying all this and things can change tomorrow because things are still changing. So The Tricircle D Ranch, like that whole thing sounds cool, though. Yeah, and it is done. So when we were there last year, I was actually kind of really disappointed because so James still got to do the pony ride. Um, he rode on Chester, the pony, who had these awesome blue eyes. It was really cool. It, he enjoyed that. It was it was something different to do in Disney. He got to ride a real Disney horse. Um, we were Dan and I were supposed to go horseback riding one morning. That is something that's offered. At, I mean, anyone can do it. You don't have to be staying at the cabins to do that. But um, they had to cancel our horseback riding the day before because they were having uh, construction vehicles come in and they couldn't have the horses out on the trails with all the noise from the construction workers because it would have put us in danger. So I was kind of a little bit bummed about that. I was really looking forward to doing it. But um, that's something that's offered for anybody, again, no matter what hotel you're at. But you have to get to Fort Wilderness to be able to do that first thing in the morning. Uh, but that's back. And to be able to go and see the Tricycle D Ranch would be really cool. So. so that's what's new at Walt Disney World. So, I mean, really, these upcoming years are going to be the years to go. Uh, I mean, Disneyland is not skimping either. And we're going to have their next. We... In Disneyland Park, we know that Snow White's Enchanted Wish is coming, and it is the... That's a wrap on this episode. Thanks so much for riding the red line with us. Thanks to my guest Katie Fisher from Pictures and Postcards Travel. If you're heading to the Disney parks or looking at booking a Disney cruise or Adventures by Disney experience, Katie can help you get the best prices and discounts and the most signature personal service all at no cost to you. You can find her online at picturesandpostcardstravel.com, on Facebook and Instagram at picturesandpostcardstravel, or email her directly at kfisher at nyaaa.com. Now we invite you to join our Maine and Magic Friends community on Facebook to share your thoughts about the episode. You're welcome to pop in to share an idea, story, or photo and connect with other Disney fans. You can also ask questions, get and give advice, post updates from the parks, and just have fun. Head to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Maine and Magic to join. If you've got a comment or question, you can also email me at mainandmagic at gmail.com and you can find us on Instagram at mainandmagic. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to share it out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and pop over to iTunes and leave us a review. Thanks so much for listening. And of course, in the Disney tradition around here, we don't like to say goodbye, so we say see you real soon. <laughs>